<clears throat> Heavenly Father, my decrease and you increase in me. May Somelio be hidden behind you that you may have the power to have your way in and through me. I ask this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Who is Jesus? Luke, in his investigative writing, has been taking us on a revelatory journey. We've heard what the angels had to say prior to his birth and at his birth. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Prophecies have been, uh, have been pronounced about Jesus by the faithful also. John, in his own mission, speaks of one more powerful than I. So all these wonderful things have been said about Jesus for us to know who he is. Because who he is and what he does, they are important. Jesus, though fully God, he was also fully human. And the humanity of Jesus led to him being baptized in the same way as other people that came to John at the River Jordan. The baptism of John, as we know, was the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So why is Jesus being baptized when he's committed no sin? But though Jesus was without sin, he took his place among sinners by identifying with them and identifying with us. It is said that the mark, the baptism, was the mark of Jesus' call to his public ministry. It was at that point that Jesus came out and started his journey. He was now publicly walking the path of what had been said about him, the great one, the Messiah, the one that's to come. But unlike any other baptism, the Holy Spirit descended on him like a bodily form, as a dove. A voice from heaven declared, you are my son, the beloved in whom I am well pleased. What is this about? Jesus was directly affirmed personally by God. This was not the job that God was going to leave to the messengers to come and tell him who he was. This was not a job that God was going to leave to the, to, the, uh, to the faithful servants of old to come and tell Jesus who he was. God himself, God the Father, was coming down to let Jesus know, you, Jesus, you are my son. Jesus, though fully God, was fully human. And he needed to hear the encouraging words of the Father. He needed to know that I am your son. I am beloved by you, and you are pleased with me. What son doesn't want to hear that from a father? And Jesus was like any other son. He needed the confirmatory, affirmative words of the father to him. So the father was saying to Jesus, you are my beloved. The spirit and the word came together to give encouragement. Who doesn't want encouragement? Jesus wanted and he needed encouragement. 
Last year in November, I was challenged in my heart to affirm people, to let people know what I thought about them. It wasn't enough for me just to think it or to tell other people. I had to let them know, this is what I think about you. This is what you do. This is who you are to me. And that's exactly what God the Father did. Other people have come. They've told Jesus. They've told us about Jesus. It wasn't enough. God had to now come down and tell him personally. They had to be told. The people that God laid in my heart had to be told. Jesus had to be told. And why is this affirmation important? And the timing by God important? is because the journey ahead, the cross, and the path that Jesus was to take was just in front of him. He needed to know who he was. He needed to know without any doubt that I am the Son of God. He needed to know this truth. He needed to know that the Father was pleased with him. He needed to know that he was the beloved. He needed to know that he was definitely in the Father's will. The tempter, we would read later on, the tempter would come to cast doubt. And what did the tempter say? Are you the son of God? He wanted him to doubt his identity. Jesus would come to be betrayed, to be rejected. He would suffer the pain of the cross. But the voice of heaven, the voice of the father had come and told him before any of this would take place, you are my son, the beloved. In you I am well pleased. So that when the tempter comes, I want you to know who you are. When you are rejected, when you are betrayed, when you suffer the pain of the cross, I need you to know that I am pleased with you. Don't let anything deceive you. Don't let them, don't think that because all these things are happening, you are not in my will. Or I am upset with you. I am not. Before any of this happens, know you are my son. The presence of pain, the challenges on a child of God does not equate to God's displeasure. So don't think that when we go through difficulties, oh, God must be displeased with me. Oh, God, I'm not loved. I'm not his beloved because all these terrible things are happening to me. Jesus, none of those things were happening, but God spoke to him. God affirmed him. Everyone needs to be affirmed. And Jesus was no different. God is a personal God, and he gives each one of us encouragement when we need it and the way he knows to, to give it to us. At the transfiguration, rather than God saying, you, what does he say this time? This. Because Jesus knows who he is. He doesn't need anyone to tell him but the word that time is like, this is my son, my beloved. Because that's, that word is for other people. But right now, before Jesus starts his ministry, I need to know I am your beloved. I need to know I am your son. Because things are going to happen that are going to, that's going to cause me that I am my really the son of God. Things are going to shake him because he is fully God, but he is fully human. In this world, 
there are so many challenges and situations that we shall face, have faced, or maybe even now you're facing. There's so many voices that will cast doubt in our mind. Are you a Christian? Are you a child of God? Are you? Because if this thing is happening, you can't be. Maybe even we ourselves, we cast doubt. Like, if I was a child of God, will I be doing this? Will I be saying this? Will my life be like this if I was a child of God? Even we, without the world, without the negativity of the world telling us that, we ourselves would tell ourselves that. So we need to hear these words from God. We need to hear that you are my son, you are my daughter, my beloved. In you, I am well pleased. Not because you've done anything. I don't need you to do anything. Just because of who I am. I am God, says the Lord. And I am pleased with you. So maybe we don't feel worthy. Or our actions in our own eyes are not pleasing to us. How much more God? But our belovedness and love from the Father has nothing to do with any of us. The day we think that our love is because of us, we might as well like, like God, what's happening? It's got nothing to do with us. Our belovedness, our identity as children of God has everything to do with the cross. Has everything to do with him that came and died for us. And we need to believe that. We need to anchor ourselves to this truth. I am a child of God. I am loved by him. And he is pleased with him because of what Jesus died what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary, that is why he is pleased with me, because my righteousness, God's pleasure in me, is because of what Jesus did. And as I anchor myself to Jesus, that is where God is pleased with me, because of my faith in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, God so loved me. He went on the cross. I am his beloved. I am his daughter. And we need to hear that truth. Not because of anything that any of us does. Not because of what anyone in the world says to us. God the Father says to each one of us, You are my daughter. You are my son. You are my beloved. And I am pleased with you. It is all about us receiving that which God has chosen to give and speak into our lives. Jesus' obedience, his identity with us at baptism, and ultimately, as I say again, the cross is our affirmation. So we put our faith in what Jesus did because it's all about him. It's not about us. Jesus, fully God, the one more powerful than I, says John, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is God's power in transforming and purifying us. The fire comes to transform us, to change us, to cleanse us, to get rid of the filth that is in us, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we follow the example of Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to be. We need him to do what is required of us as Christians, as missionaries. The church needed it. And we heard in the book of Acts, They've only been baptized in water. That's not enough. We needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot live 
this truth. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot even believe that we are the beloved. Without the Holy Spirit, we're speaking truth because he comes to reveal the Father to us. He comes to speak truth into our life. Without the Holy Spirit's power and fire in us, we cannot believe that we are loved. We cannot believe that we are beloved. We cannot believe that he is pleased with us because the Holy Spirit that speaks truth to us. So we need that transforming power of the Holy Spirit. And the church of Pentecost, they received that word. They received the fire and they were able to go out and minister because they received what Jesus said he was going to give to them. So we welcome the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, he will help us to grow in who we are. That each one of us be secure in our identity as children of God. That we may live an effective life as missionaries of Jesus Christ on earth. Luke in his passage also said us some other things. He is the only one out of all the gospel writers that has such a big interest in the prayer life of Jesus. It was through prayer that the revelation came from above. Therefore, our prayer life is important. It is the place in which we can hear and receive the truth of who we are. It's the place that will be settled in our heart that we hear the voice of God saying, Formelio, Phil, you are my son, you are my daughter, my beloved. I'm pleased with you. It is the place of prayer that every lie that's been said is replaced with truth. And Jesus was in that place of prayer. And that's what he heard. What was he praying? We don't know. Was he praying that, Lord, have you really sent me on this mission? What was he saying? Was he asking, God, am I really your son? Are you, am I really going to go through all these things? Then the father heard him and said, Jesus, you are my son. I heard you. I've seen you. You're my beloved. And I am pleased with you. That's all Jesus needed to hear. There are so many voices in the world that will seek to challenge. They will seek to destabilize us. They will seek to stop us from hearing what God has to say about who we are. So in that time of prayer, in that time of meditation, let us just wait and listen and hear what God has to say to us. Because it is in prayer that we hear truth. It is in prayer that we encourage. It is in prayer that the Lord will minister to us about what we need to hear. Jesus, fully God, but yet fully human. And he also needed affirmation. Is there anyone that needs your direct affirmation? Let's not leave it to the culture of society, which is expertise or negativity. We can change that by speaking truth and life over people. It's not enough to think it. Oh, I thought you were a good person. Oh, 
that person, I keep thinking about them, or we're telling somebody else about them. Oh, do you know that Doris is such an amazing Christian? Do you know how wonderful she is? And I'm having that conversation with other people. Doesn't Doris need to hear, hear that herself? Doesn't, need, doesn't she need to be encouraged like everybody else? That she's the beloved? What words are we speaking to children? What words are we speaking to our loved ones? Are they encouraging? I was thinking earlier on this morning about yesterday's Sue's leaving doom. She received public affirmation about who she was to St. Mary's to the, great t um, to the team ministry. It wasn't enough for us to send emails to one another about how great she was and her service over the past 50-something years in the ministry. It wasn't enough to call each other and say, oh, yeah, she's brilliant. Let's pray for her and bless her in our, in our quiet chambers. Doesn't she need to hear it herself? Doesn't she need to hear that we, she is loved, that her labor in this ministry has not been in vain? Doesn't she need to know that she's the beloved? Doesn't she need to know that we are pleased with her? Doesn't she need to know? It's not enough just to go. And we send a card and say, bye, we love you, thank you so much. She needs to hear it. Everyone needs to hear that they are loved. Everyone needs to be affirmed. Everyone. I love the film, The Help. Don't know whether you guys have watched it. The character played by Viola Davis said these lines to the little girl. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. Because society, due to racial injustice, will tell that little girl differently. She had to be told who she was. And she needs to hear it personally. So what do you need to hear? What do I need to hear? What do each one of us need to hear? To silence the negativity of the world. To silence it. Quieten it all down. Get rid of it. That you is beautiful. You is beloved. You is the child of God. You is pleased. The Father is pleased with you. Not because of anything that we, any of us have done because we can never match up, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. That is why he's pleased with us. The God of this world would want each of us to know differently. He wants us to believe differently from what God has to say about us. But God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit through his Son, Jesus Christ, says loud from the voice of heaven, we are his beloved. And so with that, we can withstand the negative culture of this day. We set our lives in the light of the word of God about what Jesus Christ says about us, the same way that Jesus did. So let's affirm people. Affirm yourself also. Speak to yourself. Speak what God says to you. And don't hold back, encouraging others. Don't say, oh, they might get a big head. You know, but other people have told them. Why do I have to tell them? 
Or what if they think it's just flattery? There's a difference between flattery and affirmation. There's a big difference. Let's affirm one another. And those also receive God's affirmation in our lives as well. Because we need it. This world is so painful. This world is so negative that if God doesn't speak to us, we'll believe all kinds of rubbish about ourselves. And they are rubbish. They're not true. So I close with these words. In Jesus, we can hear the Father say the same things to you, to each one of us. And I'll keep repeating it. You are my son. You are my daughter. My beloved. In you, I am well pleased. In Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes upon us and empowers and blesses us. To be secure in this truth, we need to know Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We need to attach ourselves and anchor ourselves to the finished work of the cross. Because that is when we begin to hear about being the beloved. So I pray for every heart, every one of us, that we be open to Jesus so that he can take his rightful place in our journey on earth. And we walk our days on earth with confidence, head up. I am beloved. I am loved. Amen.